This is the Courser Cast. Courser Cast. Here's your host, Bobby Courser. Welcome into a special edition of the Corsa Cast. It is a race weekend here in Portland. Yesterday I had a chance to sit down and chat with some gentlemen following the initial press conference for the Grand Prix of Portland. You will hear my conversation with Jeff Gluck. He is a writer that covers motorsports. You'll hear interviews with drivers Graham Rahal, Sebastian Bourdais, and Spencer Piggott. Alright, here with a guy that I follow, and I didn't realize he was from Portland until just a couple days ago, but Jeff, is it Gluck? It is, yeah. Jeff Gluck. He's a racing writer, a racing podcaster, and an all-around good guy. If you don't follow him on social media, you need to, at Jeff Gluck. And Jeff, Verizon IndyCar is back in Portland. I know you're also now from here, so just talk about the fact that you don't have to travel all that far to cover a race this week. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. You know, typically I'm on the plane for five, six hours, uh, whatever, going, going somewhere across the country to cover NASCAR and uh, to have a race, a major league race here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, earlier this year, my wife and I drove down to uh, the Sonoma race for NASCAR, and, you know, it's 10 hours from here, and that's the closest uh, major league track. I mean, you know, not counting NHRA, of course, or Supercross coming to Seattle or something, but, you know, this is a racing-starved area, as you know, so to have a race like this in our backyard is uh, it's pretty awesome. A 10-hour road trip with the wife to Sonoma sounds like it could be fun, but you'll probably have to turn around and do that again here next weekend to cover the, the championship series final race. But you're right. It is something that's been starved. It's been gone for so long. And I heard today that IndyCar claims they have a database of half a million people in the area that are constantly asking. So the impact is there. The want is there. And to finally have it back, what does that mean for the city of Portland? I think it's, uh, well, first of all, it's great because Portland's changed a lot in the last 10 years, uh, from what I understand. I've only moved here a couple years ago. But even, you know, watching Portlandia episodes from, say, like about 07 till now, you can see how much the city's changed. It's really evolved. Um, it's boost, It's bustling. It's booming. We all know the traffic problems, the rent problems, the housing costs are going up. There's a lot of people moving here. So it's definitely changed since IndyCar was last year. And I think it's a great exposure for people to see sort of the new Portland and today's Portland. Um, I'm very curious to see how it's embraced because I think the demographic has probably changed here where you have like a lot of young sort of millennial types that have moved here, you know, tech types from Silicon Valley. And, you know, are they going to come out and embrace the race? Are they going to say, oh, this is a cool event. I'll go check this out, like the Waterfront Beer Festival or something, you know. Um, is, this, is this the kind of thing that's going to attract their attention? So I'm very, very curious to see what kind of, how many people come out and then what type of audience uh, comes to the track. You spent a lot of time on other tracks around the country, and you see what NASCAR has done and their popularity. I think a lot of people would argue that maybe NASCAR is maybe at one of its lowest points in terms of overall popularity right now. IndyCar is on the rise. How have you seen that shift? Is it just generational? Is it just people? Or where are you seeing that change come from? It's so interesting. You know, each week, you know, you go to a NASCAR race, and there's this sort of sense of, like, uh, doom and gloom. You know, as, as you mentioned, the ratings have been going down. The attendance is going down. Yet, they still have a very strong overall base in terms of a motorsport. IndyCar has so much less audience, but yet you come to an IndyCar race, everybody's happy. They're optimistic. You know, I go to the Long Beach Grand Prix or, or the um, Indy 500, and it's just they feel like their series is on the rise. Everything's going the right direction. I think the difference is they've already hit their bottom. And now they're sort of on the way back up. They're all pulling in the right direction. They've got a car they like. They've got personalities they like. And they're going to interesting new places. NASCAR hasn't bottomed out yet. They're still kind of going down. 
And so there's that sense of, of fretting a little bit. But since IndyCar's already been through the low point, they sort of feel like they're on the way back up. You've been to the Daytona 500. You've been to the Indy 500. Which of the two would you go to as a fan, and which do you prefer to cover as a member of the media? Ah, oh, it's so hard. You know, I, I no respect to date, no disrespect to Daytona at all. Um, it, certainly, it's it's a, a premier race. It's a great race, but in my opinion, the Indy 500 is probably the greatest race in the entire world. So it's really tough to beat. You know, when you walk in there and you see this, not only the sense of history. But those cars, that track, the crowd, you know, quarter of a million people, uh, just everything that goes into that event, the sense of history, standing there on the grid and the national anthem, you're just getting all these chills, they're playing taps. I mean, it's just unbelievable event. Um, the racing is thrilling. So Daytona's great. Um, Daytona's an awesome race. I would definitely go to both, but um, Indy 500 is, is tough to beat. What is one or two things that you want to see have happen this weekend with IndyCar in Portland? Well, I think, first of all, it needs to be uh, continued good weather. And I, I love, you know, selfishly, uh, so, because I, I'm always talking about Portland, how great Portland is to my NASCAR friends. And I think they're kind of tired of it. And, uh, you know, like, okay, okay. So I'm hoping that if it's a beautiful, clear day, you can see Mount Hood. And you can see Mount Hood in the background of the track. That would be a great selling point for people to go, wow, that is pretty cool. It looks nice out there. That, that's one thing. Number two, I, I do hope that it's well supported here. I hope that people come out because um, if it's a flop, then that's kind of, you know, I, I've been telling everybody, hey, Pacific Northwest, man, you got it. You know, there's a bunch of racing people up there. If that turns out it's not the case, they don't come out, I'm going to look stupid. So, you know, personally, I, I do think that people want racing out here and I, I, I would expect them to come out, but you never know. So I, I hope it's not a flop and I hope it's a good race, you know, because. If it comes out, it turns out uh, there's no, really no cautions and there's no, you know, it's not a lot of excitement, no passing. Um, I, I don't think that would do a lot for the future. So hopefully it'll be a, an exciting race as well. Last question for you. How weird is it for you going to be to wake up in your own bed and then go cover a race Sunday? It's going to be so bizarre. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'm planning on um, biking to the, the track a few days. I live in North Portland, so only uh, about six, eight miles from the track. So probably take me 25 30 minutes to bike there uh i've never done that before bike to a racetrack to cover it so that's going to be pretty surreal and awesome and uh i have a smile on my face just thinking about it so yeah jeff where can people follow you on social media where can they find all of your great work so i'm at uh, jeffgluck.com and my twitter name is jeff underscore gluck and same for instagram and everything else yep um, jeff underscore gluck Jeff, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for just taking a minute of your time because I know you're really busy. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for asking me. I, I was excited when you said that you were going to be here, so that's awesome. Here with Graham Rahal, you're now the de facto spokesperson apparently for the Portland Grand Prix, but um, <laughs> you've had a lot of experience in Portland, and I know a lot of Portland fans you know, look fondly upon your father and you. Just kind of talk about the reception you guys have had showing up here to Portland. Well, it's great to be back. You know, As I said up there on the stage, I mean, I have a lot of very, very, very fond memories of coming here both as a kid growing up to the point where I was racing here and then you know on through 2007 when it kind of all ended so I'm happy to be back I um you know being a four-day weekend we got testing tomorrow and then the, everything else over the entire weekend I mean that's going to be really uh really cool for us um you know as a team we've had an up and down season um you know a lot of positives but some just not so not so great times we haven't gotten a, a win yet so uh this is a, a beautiful opportunity for us to do that as well 
So you guys have the extended testing time tomorrow, which is something that's kind of rare. I mean, when you obviously go to a new track, they're going to give you track time. But because Portland has changed a little bit, you guys just still have some data from years past. But how much of that information will you look at before you guys actually go on the track and then compare afterwards? Well, we don't really look at it much. Uh, you know, on our car, I know what you know Dixon said is right. Everybody's a little different for us. Um, the team has some fond memories. They won here with Max Pappas, I don't know, 2003 or however long ago. Um, you know, so there, there are some great memories here. But really for us, you know, we take more of what we've learned on road courses this year with this car, with these tires, and how is that going to apply here. And tomorrow's a big day. You know, we get, I don't know, five hours, six hours of track time. But tomorrow's a big day to understand what we need going into the weekend. And we don't, we don't get these Thursday test sessions really ever other than the last race of the year sonoma and if we go to a new venue like this so this is um this is a it's a big one for us and uh you know being two races left we're not in the championship hunt anymore um but being there's only a couple of races left it's um you know it's going to be important for us to uh to try to maximize the points and and try to get a win here uh in short order um and thursday you know testing is going to be big one thing I want to ask you about is One Cure. It's kind of a special co-sponsorship for you this year. Talk to me about it. Well, One Cure is is through Colorado State University, their Flint Animal Cancer Center. Uh, un- unbelievable group of people. Um, what makes our sponsorship possible is a, a great uh, benefactor who who uh, has invested money, you know, to to raise the awareness. Um, but it's something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. I mean, we've all been affected by cancer. I'm going to wear a helmet this week, and I released on my social media today that uh, has the names of those who have been affected by uh, cancer in some way, whether that's human names or dog names. And, uh, you know, so in essence, what they do is they take the fact that genetically a human and a dog is 85% genetically similar. And so with that, um, a lot of the cancer cells that we have are identical. And, uh, and so they've been working very hard to find a cure. Obviously, one cure is, is, uh, is the concept, one cancer, one cure. And uh, they've done some ama- amazing work. They've had a lot of great success. They continue to have great success. There's been more and more and more articles out there about them. Um, but, you know, for us, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a sponsorship, it's a partnership, but it also is something that really all of us can connect to. I've been affected. We lost a dog to cancer this year. My aunt's had cancer a handful of times, unfortunately. Um, I doubt there's anybody in this room that hasn't had somebody or something, uh, a furry friend or, or human, uh, that's been affected by it. So it's an important message for us. Give me one of your favorite memories of coming back to Portland. I would say my favorite memory, uh, my, you know, my favorite memory is probably my Pat's Acres win here, um, you know, in go-kart racing because it was, my, it was a, a really big national event at the time. And uh, it was really, we, I was an East Coaster, and they, oh, everybody talked about how hard it is to go win in the West Coast, and the West Coast drivers are better and this and that. And we came up here, I had never seen the place, and, and, we, and we dominated the weekend. That was, for me, you know, that was a huge moment in my career that gave me the confidence to, to carry on. And, uh, you know, so that was special. But winning here in Star Mazda was great. Being on pole here in Atlantic was great. I have a lot of, like Hinch was kind of saying, I have a lot of great memories of just at this track in general. So, um, you know, I love the Pacific Northwest. It's hard to find anywhere more beautiful, um, you know, and so uh, it's just great to be back. Well, we really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend and good luck Sunday. Thank you.
Right, here with Sebastian Borde back at Portland. I know you've had a lot of success at this track. This year's been kind of up and down for you. Um, give me a couple of goals that you have as you guys kind of wrap up the season. Well, I mean, obviously we're hoping to uh, carry on the momentum from uh, Mid-Ohio Race and Pocono and we do six and the fourth and, uh, and you know, we tested well at uh, St. Louis and uh, unfortunately qualifying got uh, rained out and uh, we started down the pack and, I don't know, ended up being the meat and the sandwich at the start and uh, and spun around and really didn't quite understand what happened. So uh, the, the the whole idea was to try and finish strong and, and kind of replace us a little bit in championship. Uh, obviously, uh that uh, Honda number 18 was was looking pretty good for that until that hit in, uh, in uh, St. Louis. But nevertheless, we want to finish strong. You know, there's uh, uh, points-wise three races, two two events, but three uh, three points um, to come. So uh, uh, one one here and two in Sonoma. So hopefully we can uh, we can finish strong on those road courses, which uh, we've we've tended to do pretty well this year. And uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we can achieve that too. Maybe finish sixth or seventh in the championship. We'll see. We'll see how things go. You brought up the restart, and there's a lot of questions about last week's restart. Um, and I know it's been something that you drivers have talked a lot about this year. Portland's kind of different, where you had that long straightaway. So hopefully, everybody will be able to stay lined up at pace. But just some of the challenges that you guys are facing now with those restarts and guys kind of jockeying back and forth, playing little games. Yeah, I mean, the thing is obviously a very, very slight pace adjustment at the front can have some big, big consequences at the back. It accordions one way or the other. And, uh, you know, some guys uh, obviously try to time the, the green flag and everything. And it's the, the name of the game. But when you play that game, it's a pretty, pretty dangerous one. And, uh, you know, it goes wrong really fast. So hopefully uh, it'll be a clean run here. Obviously, turn one is fairly notorious for uh, some, uh, some spectacular incidents. And hopefully uh, we all make it through uh, okay. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's never out of the question that. Uh, this one can uh, can hit you pretty good. You have a lot of experience at Portland, so I'm going to ask you about turn one. If you're in the middle of the pack, are you trying to jockey for his must position right there at the start, or are you going to kind of lay back, wait for the initial kind of craziness to die down, then start making your moves? I really neither. I, I think uh, obviously being over aggressive is, is extremely risky, and then you can you know always take the chance to take someone with you. Uh, and uh, and if you if you're trying to be cautious, then you get swarmed and, and you just you, you most often get hit. So uh, you know it's it's the measured aggression level that's uh, that's always kind of rewarding uh, you uh, to uh, to to the point that you kind of deserve. And uh, hopefully we can we can manage that. But the best uh, the best of all ways to approach turn one is from the pole. So uh, we'll, we'll try and get that. It's been uh, it's been tough to beat those guys uh, this year on, in qualifying. We've had better race pace in general, but. You know, if we if we could start in the first uh, couple of rows, that would definitely uh, be a huge help. Good luck Sunday. Thank you. All right, Spencer Pickett, a chance to come to a new track for you. You haven't spent a whole lot of time, and you get some extra practice time tomorrow. How important is that for you to at least experience the track before you guys set out to practice and qualify? Yeah, it'll be great to get a little bit of uh, experience on it uh, before the official stuff starts on Friday. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's the same boat for everyone. We all get the same amount of track time, so we're not going to be able to get a leg up on anyone or anything like that. So we just got to try and put it to good use. And, um, yeah, just excited to be here, excited to get on the track. I've heard a lot of great things. Chevy and Honda have kind of gone back and forth with power. One's better one weekend, one's better the next weekend. Any indication which one's going to be better this weekend? I don't know. You know, I um, you know I think that Chevy will be strong, and I think the Honda will be tough to beat as well. It's just uh, you know each weekend they've been so close. It it's kind of hard to tell. You know, sometimes we think it's going to go one way and it ends up going the other. But um, you know, I know that we'll have a lot of uh, good good power coming from our Chevy. Just talk about working for Ed Carpenter. I mean, he's he's a racing legend. Um, I'm Ed's teammate on the ovals, and it's been great to to learn from him. Um, 
you know, I've got to know him really well the last few years and got to listen to him a lot of his feedback and, and now get to compare compare notes, you know, directly from what I'm feeling to what he's feeling. So it's been a great, great learning experience. He's, uh, you know, a great boss and, um, you know, hopefully it's a, a long relationship. What's one thing that the fans of Portland can expect this weekend? I think a lot of good racing. You know, I think this track, uh, you know, turn one's, big heavy brakes on after a long straightaway so it'll provide a lot of passing and um you know i think that people that haven't been to an indycar race before that are coming out will be wowed by the speed you know it's it's one thing to see it on tv but when you see it in person you get a real sense of speed and, and the sound and so um yeah i just encourage everyone to come out